Hi, this is Kyle Simmons. I'm an insurance broker and real estate agent, and this is Dingo Talk. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk. My guest this week is Kyle Simmons. Kyle, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know community days just ended there in Plum, but thank you for yes, taking sir. time to sit down with us. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So, so it has been, it's been a very long, 2000 and maybe 10 was the last time Kyle and I have seen each other. Um, let's, let's dive back 2008. You were a, uh, you were the starting quarterback for the Plum Mustangs uh, and starting safety and punter and pretty much anything where anywhere Bill and coach Sacco told you to go, that's where <laughs> Kyle went. Um, how do you end up at Lafayette? Tell us the story because it's recruitment's a completely different thing now. Yeah, um, it was it was a good time. I mean, it was a long time ago, but uh, uh, you know, all the schools are coming in throughout my junior senior year, doing the recruiting, taking you out of class and stuff. Um, I went on three official visits. Um, I went to Georgetown. Uh, they were recruiting me to play quarterback. Um, that was my favorite visit. Um, the next week, I went to. Maine, the University of Maine, they were recruiting me to play linebacker. Um, and then my last visit was Lafayette. And uh, I fell in love with Lafayette. It was a brand new football facility, brand new football stadium. Um, to be honest, when the coach came in to recruit me, I had never heard of Lafayette, but he pulls out these big rings with all these diamonds in it. They just won three Patriot League championships. I'm like, okay, that was D1AA football. So, um, you know, did a little research and stayed in touch and ended up going on a visit and fell in love with the school and the program. And, you know, that's how I ended up there. So now, it wasn't an easy decision, but yeah, that's a little bit of it. So did anybody else help you make that decision? Was that, was it a family choice? Was it, or you just kind of, that was where you felt Kyle belonged? Like, uh, I think it was me. Um, I feel like my parents might've been leaning in other directions some too, but uh, the time the Patriot league was a uh, need-based aid scholarship thing so it wasn't full scholarship um however for the cost of what the education was and what I was paying um it was you know damn near full scholarship at least in my uh first year or two there um but I had some other full ride offers so it was tough to pass up and I'm 18 I have no idea I mean now looking back and you know finishing up on some student loans uh you know it's a whole different ball game being an adult and having to pay those bills but uh it was the fact that it was a great academic school, a great football school, mm -hmm. and it was drivable for my family to come to the games because they literally never missed a game, even like the away games. They missed a couple when I got injured and they had to like fly to Holy Cross and it was a, you know, or a nine hour drive. They skipped a couple when I was injured. But other than that, they were at every game all four years of my college career. So that definitely played into, into the decision. So, well, now, so for those of us that like I, I played division three ball, I've had a couple of division two guys on what, what is the day to day like for a division? I mean, it's one double A at the time, but it's still, you're a D one athlete. So what, what is that day to day yeah. like? Um, it was a grind. I loved it though. I mean, I loved everything about it. I don't know. I was maybe different. I liked the practice and um, stuff, but during the season, I mean, you have, it's, it's nice that in college you have like, uh, a lot more free time during the day. You have to do a lot of the work on your own. You don't have like the time to do homework and stuff in class. It's, you know, teach and do everything else on your own outside of class. But uh, 
I mean, we had during the season, we'd have a couple float lifts, two or three lifts where you had to make it within, you know, the certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, meetings, you got the, you pretty much got the football at two o'clock. You'd get meetings, then you go down, you get taped up, you'd watch film, you got to practice at four, four to six, six thirty. Um, you know, you're pretty much football two to seven with a few other hours throughout the week where you had to go lift. And then you also went down there to watch film. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, <laughs> seems like an eternity ago now, but we didn't have huddle. Like we were, we went to the, the locker room or the team meeting room and the DB's room to watch film. Um, otherwise you didn't have any way to watch it. So huddle's a, a nice thing to have nowadays, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot, but this, it was a small campus. So everything was really close by to walk to, to the, you know, football facility. And it was a brand new state of the art 26 or $27 million facility like the year before I got there. So um, didn't mind spending a lot of time there. Now, but yeah, it was, it was busy. Now with the football side, cause you obviously loved playing football, but you were also, uh, you were a baseball player. You had some other athletes, sports that you were yeah. involved in. Yeah. But I never knew the business, like you, you really always wanted to be business and economics. That was kind of your. Uh, to be honest, no. Um, I like math. I'm good at math. So um, that's part of the reason I kind of fell into that. But to be honest, I went in as an engineering major um, during football camp. Some of the upperclassmen were telling me like, hey, if you don't know you want to do engineering, you might want to reconsider because it's a very difficult major at our college and they're well known for engineering. You had a lot more courses to take, a lot more labs, a lot more class time, and a lot of the upperclassmen fell behind on their academics. Um, so they kind of scared me out of it a little bit, and I ended up changing my major before I even started school. And then I tried to, so I changed it to economics and business. Um, and then later on in my college career, my junior year, halfway through, I decided I wanted to try to get back into engineering. Um, it's like a general engineering studies major, uh, and based off when courses are offered, it just wasn't feasible. And I'm like, I'll take extra courses. I'll do summer classes. I don't care. I want to do this. Um, but it, my advisor wouldn't really let me go. And he just pretty much said, you can't do it. Um, so I was taking like 300 and 400 level civil engineering courses as electives, mm-hmm. like with my economics major, but I had a minor in architecture um, and then my major in economics and business. But yeah, it's a little bit about how I chose the, the major. So what is life like? Cause like, I don't, I've never been to Lafayette, so I don't know what the campus is like. What is the everyday social life? What's cause you said it's small campus. So yeah, it's, it's a 23, 2400 students. And it might've expanded a little bit in the last 10 years. Cause they've um, bought some of the local it's, it's an, it's on college Hill. It's in Easton PA. It's right on the border of PA and Jersey. Okay. Um, uh, you're, you have like your own little campus and there's like the off campus housing, which is like kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it. Pittsburgh, like South side, like the rows, like three story, you know, little row houses. Yeah. Um, that had some, you know, people living there, but I don't know. I was, I was all in on football and I mean, even in the off season, it was football. I mean, we didn't really, I mean, I didn't really do much and party until the weekends, um, so I was football, you know, five, six days a week. And then Saturday night was my, my night until your senior spring. Um, they, uh, call the football athletes NARPs, normal average, regular person, I think was what it stood for. <laughs> so that season or that final semester, you kind of got to go out and enjoy the college life more. Um, 
I mean, some other people did party more than I did. I just, I, it wasn't my cup of tea. I was all in on football and focused and trying to get graduated and get into the real world. But um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It's not a big party school by any means, um, but for what I like to do, it, it was a mm -hmm. good fit for me. Now you taught, you said before we got into why you chose Lafayette, you said that, you know, Georgetown was your favorite visit. They also happened to be from the, the three visits that you went to, there's the only school recruiting you on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, was that something hard to walk away from being a quarterback and go play just defense or was yeah. that? Yeah, I, I was recruited all over. I had, uh, Georgetown was my favorite visit. I don't know why I like the city. I like DC. I still do. Um, it was need-based financial aid in the Patriot League, their division mm -hmm. rival. I was, you know, recruited and sold that I was going to potentially be a four-year starter at quarterback. Um, but the need-based aid was not the same as Lafayette for whatever reason. I don't know all the logic behind it. So it was, you know, I had to pay pretty much double at Georgetown, which definitely played into the fact um, of, you know, picking Lafayette over Georgetown. In addition to at the time, the program I think has gotten better since, but their football program wasn't very good. Like on our visit, I didn't even see like the football facilities. <laughs> like it was like you went out and they showed you the city and sold you on that, but they didn't sell you on the football side of things. So that was mm -hmm. a little bit of a red flag. But I did love the school. Um, I had a couple other offers, but those are just the ones, uh, you know, that I ended up going on visits because they were maybe the first ones to offer the visits. Mm -hmm. uh, they get offered to New Hampshire to play quarterback as well. And that was a full ride. But I made up my mind that I did not want to go that far north. Um, I was fine with traveling that far and the full ride was awesome. But 12 hours north, no go. 12 hours south might have been a different story. <laughs> But I did. It's funny how recruiting works a lot. After my last visit, which was Lafayette, like three or four days before the national signing day, I got a call from Wofford to offer me a full ride at safety. And I didn't, I never was recruited by them. It was definitely like somehow I popped up on their radar after everything fell through and they needed somebody and they offered. And I would have had to like forego all my other offers, visit after the signing day and if I didn't like it for whatever reason which was probably not the case I mean I think it's South Carolina um D1 AA football full ride south different story but I just I couldn't risk it and I uh you know stuck it out and I'm happy how everything turned out but just funny story well so as you're finishing up that that last semester what is the plan for graduate like what are, in your head where are you going the day after you walk across the stage yeah, so um, I was still trying to get back into engineering. Um, I actually had two interviews with some really big uh, engineering firms, one in D.C. and one in Philly. Uh, Clark Construction Group and Turner, I forget which one was where, um, but I actually made it through, like they, they have recruiters come in in the, in the fall, they're in football season still, and then I had an interview over that winter break at in Philly and in DC, mm -hmm. um, I made it through a couple of rounds of interviews at Lafayette, and I don't know if I was the only one or one of the few selected from Lafayette to interview with these places. So I did make it through the next round. I was still trying to go that route. Didn't get either job. Spring, you know, is rolling through. I don't really know where I'm 
what I'm doing, I'm tr- applying for jobs, looking stuff. I was looking in like medical device sales and pharma sales. My brother was in it and I knew some people a little bit older than me that started in there. Um, had some interviews, just didn't get anywhere. And I got called for and then a couple insurance companies, um, maybe a month left of school or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any job offers. I'll just go on the interview and get practice. And man, I don't know. Insurance doesn't sound fun at all, but um, I'll take the interview and kind of see where it goes. So I graduated Saturday, Monday, I interviewed with Farmers Insurance um, and they're like, run your own business, hire your own staff, make your own hours. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking like coach high school football, I got time, I can do it. So, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, back in Plum, so I know a lot of people, I think I had a pretty good network for me to be successful in something in that field, even Mm -hmm. though I had no idea what I was doing um, when I first started, but um, so that's kind of how that, and I interviewed for another, uh, insurance company, but I ended up, you know, moving with farmers and started, you know, pretty quickly after graduation. Well, and then you, you, like you said, you're now, you're back home. You're yeah. going to get to, you do get to stay with the other passion in your life, which is football. Yeah. You get to go back to your alma mater on that beautiful turf field. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's a different, it's a completely different Mustang team when you come in as a coach. Yeah. Because yeah. one, it's not the same teams. You're not seeing Penn Hills. You're not seeing Woodland Hills. And yeah. it's a different type of offense. I mean, you guys yeah. really were, were run and gun kind of. Yeah, it was, a, it was a totally different atmosphere. I can't, my first year back, I did volunteer with SACA one year with them and they still played some of the same people, mm-hmm. um, but I was very distant. Um, I just didn't, I didn't have my clearances yet. And I wasn't able to like, by the time I got him, it was like halfway through the season. So I just kind of like showed up and gave a hand when I could. Um, and then the next year coach Morgan took over um, and I was with him, you know, since day one, before he even knew the job, he got the job. I actually knew because a buddy of mine's dad knew. And I said, <laughs> he's like, how'd you know? I'm like, uh, it's plum. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I, I was all in. I mean, I was all year round. I, I run the, or I ran the uh, off season weight room and summer stuff and, you know, now, yeah. Why yeah. the, I mean, obviously you have a connection to Plum. You grew mm-hmm. up there, you're born and raised there. Why go back? Why get into coaching and why go the high school route? Did you, you know, you, I, I'm sure you could have gone back, maybe did GA stuff at the college yeah. level or so why just kind of opportunity? Yeah, I actually, it's funny you said that because I was never the biggest, strongest, fastest, but I was always one of the smartest football players, which is why I think I excelled. Um, And a lot of my coaches were like surprised and shocked that I wasn't coaching after college. Like a couple of them, like, like referred me to like some D2 schools for like a D coordinator position out of college. Um, And I was like, I'm not coaching. And they're like, you're not. I was kind of a coach on the field and even my senior year Mm -hmm. I got injured with three games left in college and I ended up like at practice our DBs coach kind of like took the corners and did some one-on-one like their corner work and I like kind of coached the safety and did their drills with them to like help out but they gave me that authority to a degree not that I was like coaching them up on everything but just running drills and helping out uh, get more reps for everybody but uh um yeah I I I wasn't against coaching. I just, I don't know. I didn't want to do the grind of moving all over the place and couch flipping. I mean, part of me still wishes I did. Like I see some of my buddies that are coaching 
big time D1 schools now and some mm-hmm. like AA schools and got D coordinator positions and DBs coaches. And I'd love it, but I, I don't know, just whole different, different type of lifestyle. And I don't know if it was quite what I, what I wanted. I think I could have been very successful and done well at it and enjoyed it, but not quite what I envisioned for my life long term. So just decided to come back home, coach high school football, have, you know, the kind of standard kind of lifestyle and job and stuff and still be able to coach, even though I ended up coaching. I mean, I was spending 40, 50, 60, yeah. seven days a week coaching. Um, it's a, it's a lot for very little money, you know, so, but I enjoyed it. Well, so let's jump into just, you know, I, I've never really had an opportunity to talk to anybody about insurance. You see, you sell insurance every day. You do, I'm guessing life insurance, et cetera, right? Yeah. Auto home life. If you were talking to a college graduate, why should a college graduate look into life insurance or maybe do the bundles where they obviously, you know, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. So auto home, et cetera. But then on the life insurance side, I see this, it gets pushed a lot. What is the benefits, I guess, of getting in younger? Um, The younger you are, the healthier and easier it is to get. Um, so you can get very competitive rates. You can, I mean, if you do some sort of permanent life insurance, you can accumulate a lot of cash value if you select the right policy. I do think there's a lot of people out there that don't do what's best for the client. They do what's best for themselves and their own pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really did that. I had access to those type of products, but I didn't really sell them. Uh, I mean, I think that there's, there are situations where it's a, a good product for certain clientele but it's not to the masses i think there are other products out there um but that's from a life insurance perspective health is the number one reason you never know what's going to happen it doesn't need to be anything like super serious or a crazy illness it could just be like oh i got high blood pressure i got high cholesterol now you like start to increase your rate and drop you know rating classes now your rate's like out of whack and you're like well now i can't afford it so you know the younger you are you can buy a cheap term policy you can do conversions like later on in life you can you can get sick deathly sick and convert the policy into a permanent policy without having to go through underwriting again so there's a lot of pros to getting it while you're young and healthy um but yeah we do life insurance is a one of our um you know what arrows in our quiver or whatever the, the saying is but auto home commercial is a big one uh, we do a lot of big commercial accounts now. As a broker, I couldn't really do as much prior with farmers. I was captive, so I only wrote with farmers insurance. A okay. year and a half left, open up an independent agency with some old Lafayette football friends that kind of started the company um, in, I think, 2016. Um, but I'm an independent broker now, so I have access to a, a lot more carriers and a lot more competitive rates and coverage, et cetera. So, um, wasn't the easiest decision to start over from scratch because insurance is a residual based business. You build up a book. Um, but doing this transition, I had to start all the way back up from square one, but now I know what I'm doing. I did it for nine and a half years with farmers. So starting over from scratch, but having a fresh clean slate and educated, um, on the insurance field was, you know, it was a great decision. I'm happy. I made the jump. Well, so you and I talked, uh, I think it was last week before, you know, Mother Nature ruined our original interview day. Um, and you, you, there's some thoughts that you have. Now you went to school, you, you did the normal student role, right? 
you went, did your four years, got your degree. Now you're using that degree for a job. If you were, if Kyle Simmons was 18 years old today, with the knowledge that that you have right now, mm-hmm. are you going to school or are you going to a trade school and kind of starting your own business and hitting the ground running? I mean, I've been a business owner since I started or graduated. And I, when I was making the transition from farmers to Valor, I did contemplate taking a pharmaceutical job or a medical device sales job. I had some interviews and I had a great, and I had a lot of teammates from college that worked for the company and I could have made a heck of a lot of money, great salary, but I'm like, I don't want to work for anybody else. Like I had, I had never done it. I, you know, currently rarely set an alarm. I have a kid on the way, so I'm sure I'll, I'll be uh, getting up a little earlier in the future, but um, you know, I wake up when I wake up. I mean, it's still early, but I wake up and get to work and run my own schedule. If a buddy wants to go golfing, I get to go golfing. Uh, you know, I, I get to make my own schedule and that's invaluable. And I knew that from the start and why I chose to go this route or continue to stay in this field, I guess. Um, it's just the fact that I have flexibility and no one else can dictate my schedule or my income. It's up to me. If I don't have a great month or year or whatever, it's my fault. And I'm the one to blame, not anybody else. So um, but as far as college, it depends. I love sports and I loved college sports. So me personally, sports, I would definitely go back. Mm-hmm. Now, depending upon from a financial standpoint and the cost of college nowadays, if I was 18 and I did not know what I wanted to do, which not too many people do, but I would definitely consider you know, doing a local CCAC or a branch school to save money before just going in and, you know, throwing away a ton of money. I mean, not say it's throwing away, but, or if you're somebody that wants to be a doctor or a lawyer that you absolutely need that degree, that's a different story. Um, but no, like I, I got my real estate license. Now I've been investing in some real estate the last few years as well. Um, and I see and talk to some of my clients that are, tradesmen that are plumbers and contract electrical contractors and stuff and the uh, money that they can make or do make mm-hmm. schedule and don't have to get into debt for four years and could start at 18. Uh, it's definitely something that's, you know, I would definitely consider, um, you know, just depends on the person, you know, everyone's aspirations are different and some people want the nine to five and are cool with uh, security and, um, the 401k and the paid time off and the benefits, just not my mentality. I'm more of a go-getter and I want to do it for myself. Um, but yeah, I guess every situation is a little different, but it's not like a cookie cutter, go to college. It's uh, more so what, what do you like to do? What are your passions? And then kind of see if that could steer you down a different path. That's maybe, you know, run your own business, make your own hours, you know, go golfing with your buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, everyone, everyone's a little different, but it's, I don't think it's uh, especially with cost of college. Now, if there's some sort of reform and things aren't 50, 60, 70 grand a year for a college. I mean, I, yeah, my yeah. school, my freshman year, I think was 49. I think it's like 70 something now it's, it's insane. Well, now they're full scholarship too. So our football program is full scholarship. Now the Patriot League went full scholarship a few years ago. So, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a coin flip. It just depends on the person. Me personally, I would have, I would have maybe been a little more strategic with going into debt and just like, oh, it's just a $2,500 loan for, you know, fun or whatever. I would have maybe been a little more serious about, you know, 
that, but you don't know what you're, what you don't know, especially when you're 18. Well, and, and the ironic thing is, is that, you know, I think a lot of our age group have come to this conclusion that we're not, an, I'm not anti-college, you're not anti-college, but it's not cookie cutter for every person, every dude that, or woman that walks into Plum High School, for example, not every one of them is going to go to college. And if they do, not every one of them is going to succeed in college. So if they can go yeah. another route, go the other route, or at least explore the other route. Yeah, you can always go to college later. You, you don't have to go. To, I mean, obviously, that's the, the you know, social the standard right out of high school. But, um, you know, I've seen other people and friends go back to school later on or, you know, go back to get different degrees or whatever it might be. And you can get on. It's funny because you can get everything's at your fingertips now, you know, the Internet. I mean, it was even different in 2008, 2010. Like we had the Internet, but it wasn't the same. It you wasn't the same Internet that easy um you know i i love podcasts now like that's what i listen to all the time anytime i'm doing any like cutting the grass or if i have a long drive my drive to my office is fortunately only like five or six minutes so it's don't really get much there but if i have any sort of half hour hour drive i'm always listening to podcasts and primarily in real estate because that's you know my passion so um lastly what what would you, um, for people that are maybe getting involved in insurance, what would you avoid? What are the things to avoid when mistakes maybe, or anything that you learned along the way that maybe had you known it before would have made things a little easier? Hmm. Um, it depends, I guess, on your situation. If you're brand new into insurance, I mean, I was a captive agent before. I worked with one carrier, one system while trying to understand and learn insurance. Okay. If you're into the business, it makes sense. If you're experienced, it's you're you're stuck. It's it's a very difficult sale because you know a carrier has like one specific client that they're like rating for and that they're competitive with, and it's hard to find that client. Not everyone wants to switch their insurance all the time. Mm-hmm. In the independent world, it's a whole different animal. I mean, you have a you have a solution pretty much for every person. If they're going to talk to you, you probably they're probably interested in switching, or they're or they wouldn't be talking to you, mm-hmm. and you're probably going to be able to find them a solution. So, um, I would say if you're like getting into the business, or if you're a client looking to go shop your insurance, I would find a broker that can do the work for you. So like, if you are insured with me, I get your business and as time goes on, inflation, your rates go up and up and up. That's just what happens with every company. But as a broker now, you can come back to me and I can go back and shop with the other carriers and I keep your business. Still Kyle is your agent, but I switch the companies around. So I present you to the client or to the carriers and say, hey, who's gonna give me the best rate for you know Carlo or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So. So, but yeah, I look into the independent world. Um, and yeah, that's, that's probably where I'd start. And do your research. I mean, obviously do your, yeah. Well, one, now that I got you face-to-face, congratulations. I'm uh, expecting congratulations on that. Um, Very exciting. Tell your mom and dad, I said, hello. We'll do, we'll do. Um, for those of you just joining us, go back to the beginning because Kyle told us a lot of great things and you're getting to the end. So uh, I'm Carla Guadagnino. <clears throat> this is Kyle Simmons. This has been Dingo Talk. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We just got on Wisdom. 
I'm not really sure what wisdom is yet. I'm trying to figure it out. And TikTok, um, the only place that you can't find us just by typing in Dingo Talk is Instagram. You have to type Dingo underscore talk. Kyle, is there anywhere anybody can find you? Well, I'm not much on social media, but um, I am on Facebook and Instagram. My uh, insurance agency is Kyle Simmons Agency. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram um, or Valor Insurance. My new website, valorpgh.com. Um, you can check out uh, what products we offer. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from anybody. And we will put, I'm going to put that right below you there at the end of, as, as you say that when we, uh, when we do the editing, but Kyle, thank you for taking some time with us. Go play some, uh, go play some puck and yep, I got some uh, we will catch you next time. We will see right. you guys on Thursday at 10 a.m. Chuckleheads. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know by now.